Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Joel Grote, and we are here today with what we're calling Lila Part 2. So we're delighted you're here. This is a place where you can find a grace that heals. And I'm Lynn Wilder. I'm thrilled about our last episode with Lila, and I'm going to give her last name, LeBaron. That should ring a bell for some folks. Um, LeBaron is one of the fundamentalist Mormon polygamy colonies. Yes. And this particular one is in Mexico. So Lila, welcome back. Thank you. (laughs) So for folks who might not have heard the first podcast, will you just give a, a brief background of who you are? Sure. Yeah. So I'm one of the lead singers on the Adams Road Ministry, and I I have a background in polygamy. So I grew up in Chihuahua, Mexico, and broken family, broken um, religion. Uh, but I'm happy to be back. Well, good. Yeah, and life has changed a lot in the last several years for you. Yes. Yeah. I, and in our and in our previous episode, just for people who are maybe joining us. Um, and you're going to want to listen to the previous episode. Um, I'm just going to say that right off the bat, because Lila tells her story, her how God stepped in and rescued her out of a polygamous community and out of mm. spiritual brokenness and darkness. And it's it's an amazing story. And today we're picking up kind of where we left off last time, which is her transition um, out of this community now into part of an amazing ministry that's reaching out and ministering to people all over the country and now all over the world through Mm -hmm. video and music. So we want to hear how God brought you. And even polygamous, Joel. Yes. I think Lila has even seen salvation of folks with similar backgrounds. Now that's a move of God. Definitely. So we kind of ended last time. You were Mm -hmm. 18 and your uncle yes. who had come to be a missionary to the polygamous community mm-hmm. along with your aunt yes and it was through them that you came to faith in christ exactly but they now find a way to connect you with adam's road band and that's kind of where we left off so pick exactly. up the story there how did that happen how did you get connected yeah so they they reached out to the adam's road ministry and asked if they needed any help here uh, in Winter Garden, Florida, in their bed and breakfast that they own and operate that uh, takes care of their personal and financial needs so that then they can offer the gospel free of charge. And so um, I've always loved to serve and to clean, I don't know, just help in any way. And so I felt like it was a good opportunity to, to come here and be around um, a strong uh, Christian family in Christ and to to just support what they're doing. They have a background in Mormonism. I came from the 
like Mormonism and now right. I'm a Christian just like them and so it just seemed great to to come here and so I flew out uh, four summers ago and just uh, packed up my bags came here and just started helping in their bed and breakfast but then I think God had another plan because <laughs> because I thought it was just going to be something short term. Like I didn't know what, what God had in store. Uh, but just through through the months following, um, like God just pressed it on my heart. Like I was listening to uh, Lynn's testimony, and like God spoke to me, and He's like, "I want to use you to to reach." these Mormon people and you never told me that. <laughs> <But now I'm laughs> and like I just knew that this was home like that God he he's providing a family for me here in Christ and that he restores the like the brokenness and yes. so I felt like this was home and so I knew it was right because then the ministry they felt like it was right too that was confirmation that that they they wanted me here to to help and serve and and eventually I I helped with the singing like they didn't even really know that I could sing when I first came here. <laughs> right. And you you said before that you'd been actually helping lead worship in your uncle and aunt's church. Their yes. Bible study actually grew into a church that's still there. Yes. In, Back in the LeBaron Polygamy right. Colony. And is that in Colonia Juarez? Uh, no, it's in. It's called Colonia LeBaron. Okay. So it's right. just a few hours from Colonia Juarez. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you had that. So you had that background and a heart for worship and singing. Yes. So how did they discover you? Um, How'd you start singing? Yeah. <laughs> While you're cleaning, it's kind of a, I guess it's kind of a Cinderella thing, you know. Ah. Well, I I've always loved to write music, and so I had some just personal videos that I put on YouTube of songs that I had written, some Christian, some just kind of personal songs mm -hmm. uh, that I had written. And so Micah, he actually went online and he he listened to me singing these songs and. And like he was like, hey, well, do you want to be kind of a uh, just a guest vocalist on one of our early albums and uh, the album Immeasurable? And so it kind of started out as me just kind of trying it out, like I'll sing this one song. Mm -hmm. But then once I joined the ministry, I actually started helping write uh, Adams Road music and turning some of my old songs into uh, Adams Road songs mm. and that changing so the lyrics cool. and stuff. So were you wow. so excited with God? I mean, yes. he does <laughs> things that you don't expect, and yet he's prepared you for it, right? Right. Yeah. So my my intention to to come and help the ministry wasn't to gain the platform, like to help with the singing. It was just like. God, he wants us to be servants first. And so that's why I think it's awesome. Like yeah. when we are just faithful to, to serving, like cleaning rooms, cleaning bathrooms, like it doesn't matter what we're doing. But then God, he reveals to us that, that you can be a voice. You can share the gospel and do other things also. But yes. first we are servants. Right. And wow. Lila, that is so important it's so powerful because that's how God always works 
because he has dreams for us. I mean, and if there's anything that I would want to encourage people that are listening to us to get a hold of is no matter where you are in your life, no matter what level of brokenness, God has a dream. God loves you. He's a personal God. He wants intimate relationship mm -hmm. with you. He, but he wants you to trust him. He wants right. you to trust his goodness and he wants you to be willing to wait on his timing for your life and be faithful in whatever that timing is. And for you, you know, it was the time after you met him. I mean, coming to know Christ at 13 and getting baptized and then, and then, I mean, it was 18. You said you were 18 when you yeah. finally left the community and then it's, it's just to come and work in a bed and breakfast and clean rooms. <laughs> but at the end of the day, your heart was, well, I'm following God. And if we're, if the path you're leading me on is cleaning bathrooms and cleaning toilets and cleaning rooms mm. and waiting on people, I will do that. Right. And then from there, he opens up an amazing dream and ministry for yeah. you. And I just, I want people to get a hold of that because there are probably a lot of people right now that, but I want God's dreams for my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Please continue to want them, but please continue to trust God for his timing. Right. Because it's often when we run ahead. Right. That well, it needs to be his will, not your right. kind of <laughs> worldly dream, right? Exactly. Right. And you don't even know what God has in store for you. For me, he, he had to work through the sanctification process for quite a while before yes. I was even sane enough to open my mouth. Right. Yeah, there's often anything. very much a breaking and a humbling. Yes. And this servanthood is a huge part of that, learning yes. to be submissive to his word and his will, right? Exactly. So that... I guess we can kind of jump back into my story, like that sanctification process yeah. and um, willing to, to submit to, to God's will in my life. And that came with a lot of heartache um, living in a, a non-Christian environment for basically my whole life up until I joined the ministry. Like God, he used that to humble me and to allow uh, teach me to submit to him, to to learn his word more and um, that came with um, like forgiving forgiving my father like well yes and the... so yeah like we can't expect God to give us more if we're not being faithful to what he's called us to do in the in the time and so in that time of my life when I was uh, a teenager it was learning to to submit and to forgive just like in the Lord's Prayer, it says to, to f Lord, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. It's not mm. if we forgive our debtors, it's as we forgive them. And so those small things, learning um, of God's love and then learning to apply that to other people, mm. to love other people as Christ has loved us. And, that, and that's when forgiving my father comes in. So, yes, because in the earlier segment, you talked about the brokenness of your family, even the physical abuse that took place, um, your own fear. So go ahead now, give us that backstory of what it meant for you to forgive and what you had to forgive. Because I think there are people mm -hmm. and they hear the word forgiveness and the first thought is, you have no idea what I've been through. You have no, I could never forgive what I've been through. And so I want them 
to hear an example of someone know God yeah. can empower us. So Exactly. So in the previous episode I talked about how like my father was just very distant growing up. Like I knew of him, but I didn't know him personally. Like I never sat down and actually talked with him and had a open conversation with him. Like I can't even remember a time when he, he just looked me in the eyes personally and told wow. me, I love you, Lila LeBaron, and I'm here for you if you need anything. Mm. So there wasn't that, that intimacy there. And I think for me personally, that, that was the hardest thing for me to forgive. It's like, how can you be my father but not show me this love? Yeah. But it was... Also, just watching um, the way that he, he treated my brothers and my sisters and even my mother. Um, just my mother had so much uh, abuse emotionally and um, spiritual, spiritually and also sometimes even physically. Right. And so I was never physically abused, but for me to forgive my father, seeing what he did to others... Mm. Um, Right. That was the struggle. Um, and your mother was one of four Yes, wives. she was the first wife. She was mm -hmm. the first wife, but he had three other wives besides her. Yes. And you had how many other brothers and sisters? Uh, 32. So, yes. yeah. So, once I became a Christian and growing up with that fear and stuff, like God, he changed my heart. He, he showed me his word that that we are to forgive and and so just examples of in the bible where god he forgives us and he calls us to offer that same forgiveness to the people in our lives and we are to love yeah. our enemies to pray for those who persecute us and also what changed my mind and my heart towards my father was the fact that i examined myself like i was this this sinner in need of forgiveness i was hopeless and weak and god he loved me anyways even though i sinned against him like we are called to offer that same forgiveness to the people in our lives and that's when the gospel is literally walked out like you can see it happening mm -hmm. and when you forgive somebody in your life that doesn't deserve it and might not even care if you forgive them Okay. That is an amazing um, opportunity for them to see the gospel. Yes. Because it's it's literally like what God did for us, and for them to be like, "Wow, you you forgive me!" Like, and also going out of your way to love that person after you've forgiven them, to pour out God's grace on them. It's it's a powerful thing for people to see that happening. Now, did you get to go through any of that process while you were still in the community? Did you have opportunities to express that to your father? Yes. So once wow. I became a Christian, I, I would go out of my way to, to make sure that he knew that I loved him. Like I would bake pies for him for his birthday and like just go out of my way, go there, talk to him. Um, just talk to him about God and, and everything, but just loving him. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing work of God in your life. Um, that's just supernatural. 
Joel, I think this forgiveness theme is a really important one to address if you've left performance-based religion and everything changes like it has in Lila's life because uh, hurts arise just from that transition, right? You're angry with people that don't understand. You're angry with people that come after you. You're... um, you might be angry for the person that gave you a certain piece of information and started this whole thing. Those hurts and anger and unforgiveness can hang on a long time. And one of the things that was helpful for me in this whole emotional mess was to pray for people I couldn't yeah. forgive. Wow. That's true. Okay. And once I began to pray for them, it was as if God gave me this understanding of them, and I didn't have that anger anymore. The anger was gone, right? The unforgiveness was gone. I was able to maybe maybe see them more like God did, right? Yes. Yeah, well, your heart's broken. There's actually compassion where they're at that's powerful stuff and that i mean that is one of the biggest testimonies of the transformative power of the gospel mm-hmm. that his power works in us to do things that we look at and say i could never do that and i could have never done that in and of myself that was the power of the holy spirit working in me it was another act of grace mm-hmm. it's by god's grace It's not only by God's grace that I'm forgiven, it's by God's grace that I forgive. Right. And and to be freed from unforgiveness, because unforgiveness is is an incredibly shackling, binding thing. And I don't know how much you struggled with having to move toward that forgiveness as part of your process. Yeah, I'd say it was a struggle at first like Glenn said like we we see them the way that God sees us and the more that we learn about how God forgave us through Jesus the more our hearts break for the people that are still in their sin they're still bondage in bondage to their sin and so we want people to have the freedom that we have and so that compassion allows us and pushes us to to just love these people and see through their sin and through what they did and why they did it because they're in bondage. So once yes. we understand that, then we can we can love them better, we can forgive them. Then we look at them with compassion instead of condemnation. Right. Because we see, wow, that... We see that they're in bondage to lies often, right? They're believing things that aren't true about themselves and about other people and that that's not something they've chosen particularly. Right. It's something that has happened to them that they didn't have control over. They didn't realize they had control over. And so God gives you this great heart for other people that are where you once were, right? because you've experienced the before and after. Exactly. Yeah. So then I'm I'm guessing you have some stories of how God has used you within the ministry, within the band. Have have do you have one or two favorites 
in the time we have left to just oh, that's how God has question. given you opportunity now on this yeah. side of all that to use your story to impact somebody yeah. else. So it's awesome traveling on the road and meeting a lot of uh, different people and uh, sharing my testimony. And then afterwards, when we're signing CDs, uh, people will just come up to me and will just be like, hey, like I grew up in a broken family. Like my father was distant. He was abusive to me and I could totally relate to your story. And so just a lot of wow. different people, like not only in Mormonism, but just like people mm -hmm. that grew up as non-believers and, mm -hmm. and just in that brokenness, they can relate to God's grace and giving them the ability to forgive people. And also in Mormonism, like I recently talked to a, a polygamous lady who got married into a polygamous uh, relationship to a man and on their like honeymoon knew that was not what she wanted to do. Oh wow. And so like she was just shattered like I shouldn't have done this and like it's just really sad to hear that but also God's working in her life and she heard about our ministry and now she is uh, seeking God and and realizing that God is bigger than this religion like yes God it, and Jesus offers forgiveness that is so much uh, greater than what an organization of men yes. can offer right yeah and Lynn you were just saying you know you're talking about how these lies enslave us. And Jesus said, You're, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. Truth always frees us. Yes. But lies always enslave us. Mm -hmm. They always bring bondage. And you can't have a performance-based religion without lies. At the core mm -hmm. of performance-based religion is the lie that you somehow have to earn at least part of your way and that puts you into that bondage, mm -hmm. which is why our tagline is come experience a grace that heals. Where have you seen areas of healing now in your life as you've experienced grace and intimacy with Jesus? Yeah, so even before I moved here four years ago, like it's one thing to to hear about God's love, to know that he, he has people that can love you the way that Christ loves us and to experience that within a family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I didn't like see that growing up. I mean, I had my aunt and uncle there in that community and they loved me, but to actually be a part of a Christian body that, that was strong and that could love me um, the way that Christ loves me, I didn't know what that looked like. And so when I came here and I experienced like the love of the body of Christ, like that is what healed me. Wow. Because God, he uses people as his hands and as his feet to pour into our lives and to, to encourage us, to equip us, to, to love us like fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers. And that is when I finally, like, understood the love of God in a, in a deeper way, mm. is when I was connected to the body of Christ and I understood how it functioned. Yeah. Wow. Man, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for opening up 
your heart yes. to yes. us and not being afraid to feel deeply. So Lila, thank you. Thank of you for course. being a fellow servant. I, I have kind of a parting thought. You know, Absolutely. we often talk about folks in bondage or folks believing lies. I would say that when I was in performance-based religion, I would never have seen myself as believing lies or as being in bondage. And so it's, it's, it sounds really offensive, right, to put it that way. And yet, <laughs> once you know truth and you're free, things are so profoundly different than what you thought they were. And life is so much better. And the Lord is so much more powerful than I ever had any idea to know that I would beg people to investigate and look at okay. options. I was gonna say what yeah. so what would you say to the person who's going, wait, there I'm in the truth. only true religion. I'm not in bondage. Where would you have them go? What what would be the what would be the first step you think they should take? I'm gonna let Lila answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where would you send people that are in performance-based faith? To the Adams Road Ministry. <laughs> okay, Yay. that's a great guess. Um, <laughs> to so look the Unveiling Grace Podcast.com, yes. where there's stories. Yes. And, and I would say that will send you to Jesus. Right. Adams Road Ministry.com, all run together. And Unveiling Grace Podcast.com is the same thing. It's all run together, no hyphens, no spaces. And we would just invite you to explore these places. And as I know, the Adams Road guys say over and over, read the Bible as a child. Go to the Word of God and let that be your source of truth. Because again, truth sets you free. And we know the Word of God is true. Jesus said, your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. That was his prayer for his disciples. So the Bible is the safest place you can go to know truth and we just encourage you to turn there. Man, this has been a rich episode. Woo! I Thanks might have to so take much. a nap after all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, thank you, Lila. Thanks for being with us, for being a part of the podcast and for sharing thank your you. story. Great. That's the end of this episode and thanks for joining us. May God's grace be with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. We hope you'll join us next time for another conversation devoted to taking your life and relationships to another level of healing. You may connect with us and leave your questions, comments, plus find the show notes at unveilinggracepodcast.com. That's unveilinggracepodcast.com, where you can experience a grace that heals.